Welcome to the first podcast in a series, finally, on the book of Revelation. So many of you have been asking for me to get here. So before I go into any crazy rabbit trails with other parts of the Bible, I figure we should get through a series on the book of Revelation. This podcast is going to be the intro to the book of Revelation. Did you catch it? Did you hear it? The only thing you need to know is never again say revelations. You're listening to Drilling Down, a podcast dedicated to finding the truth in every topic we explore. Be a part of the show. Follow this podcast on Facebook at Drilling Down Radio, where you'll find surveys, upcoming show announcements, and a place for you to weigh in on our discussions. Thank you for making this podcast part of your day. Now, let's get drilling. I hope you are as excited as I am. I love the book of Revelation. I love talking through it. I love learning about it. You guys have really been after me for this one. I did a series at my old church, and uh, we have taken that uh, off the air long since, and it's been a few years ago. So I am completely redoing the series on Revelation. Uh, Like I said, let's just get to it. There are some misconceptions uh, that I want to start in this intro to the book of Revelation. Misconception number one. It is not the book of Revelations. It is not plural. Revelation. Let's all say it. Let's just all say it together. Revelation. Misconception number two is that it is not impossible to understand. Actually, I hope and I pray that it will make close to perfect sense when we are done with this series to the best of the Bible allowing us in our human knowledge. Misconception number three, Revelation is not a standalone book at the end of your Bible that you should steer clear of. Friends, to study Revelation is to truly go on a treasure hunt through the entire Bible. Do you really think that God would make this the final chapter, the big finale, that he would make this part of his book enigmatic and avoidable and disconnected from his other story? Don't you think he would make it the very best part of the fireworks display? The truth is, he does. And in fact, once you have a grasp on eschatology, the study of the last things, I'm telling you, friends, so many parts of the Bible will open up with greater understanding and your Bible study, I'm telling you, the depth of your Bible study will increase. Study of the end times is not for the faint of heart. There are things that will Guys, it's going to happen. Unfold in the last days that make the worst, goriest Hollywood movie look like a second grader wrote it and directed it. The study of the book of Revelation 
To do so is to study the books of Daniel and Ezekiel and Isaiah and Zechariah. Truly diving in to the Old Testament. To open up with this shorter podcast on the intro of the book of Revelation. (laughs) I won't do that the entire podcast series. To open up, we've got to understand the time in which Revelation was written. Off the coast of Asia Minor, there was an inlet in the Mediterranean Sea, and there lies the island of Patmos. John the Apostle was banished, who I believe wrote the book of Revelation, to this prison island in the year was probably around A.D. 95. Understand, as I think most of you as listeners at Drilling Down know, that Christians at this time were being heavily persecuted. They were being killed. Uh, They were being beaten. They were being imprisoned. Uh, John is shoved off, no doubt, because the Romans looked at uh, the the gift of prophecy uh, like like evil witchcraft. And so he is banished. The words that we will study throughout the next however many podcasts take us through the book of Revelation were written to comfort God's persecuted children. Understand, as we're going through this, this is all in light um, uh, primarily uh, for the initially written for the the first church that was just be, it just had a horrible existence. I mean, those are the most horrific situations, even in this day. Um, you can glean one major lesson from the letter of Revelation, and that is this. God wins. God and Jesus reign supreme. No king, no ruler, no evil power, no government, no social system will prevail. All will bow to the Lord of the universe. And God was on the throne, my friends, not Caesar, no, not any world leader. Revelation uses, as we go along, you'll notice powerful visions and symbols, which is probably why you've ran, you've ran from it before in your life. But these are used, you have to understand, that they have to overpower the ever-present symbols of the gods and the Roman religions of that time. Because that was everywhere in Greece, in Rome. Revelation speaks of the future, of course, but but what can't get lost anytime we study is how powerful it is living for us, especially, guys, in this day and age. I do believe that we are living in the last days. I do believe that. And I do believe that my biblical prophetic heroes would have given anything to be alive right here and now, seeing what they prophesied about thousands of years ago coming to fruition before our very eyes. Now, that being said, I won't be diving into any date setting. I won't be diving into any world events during this podcast. I will do that in future podcasts, not the date setting part. That is for fools. What I need to do in this series, understand, is I need to keep us on the rails of Scripture and not speculation. We can't be on the rails of conjecture. And I think that's a trap many fall into while they're trying to lead a study on the book of Revelation. Understand, as we get going, that there are four major teachings when it comes, four major views, four major, may I say, lenses that biblical teachers look through. 
uh, on the approach to studying the end times. The first is called the preterist view. The preterist, just remember, preterist sounds like past. Basically, preterists believe that what we're going to study here in Revelation is directed to the first century Christians, that it was written for them and about them and really doesn't have any part in the future. The second group are the the historicists, where they believe Revelation kind of offers a prophetic outline of church history, historicist, history, preterist past, (laughs) historicist, history from the first century until the future coming of Christ. So this this view tends to deny any future application for the book. The third view is called futurists, and I think this should be pretty easy to understand. Futurists, like myself, believe that Revelation is connected uh, to what will happen in the end of history, just before the second coming of Jesus. Of course, we have the idealist view, which Revelation is a, there is, true, a lot of symbolism in the book. You're going to see that. But the idealists will believe that Revelation is a symbolic description, uh, all symbolism, basically, of the ongoing battle between God and evil. And it's to equip the Christians to live and survive in a world full of suffering. The fifth view, which I know I said there were four, but this view is it's thrown out there as the eclectic view. So you probably understand that that's just a mix of all of them somehow. Uh, obviously, the book of Revelation um, has aspects for that first church, has aspects throughout church history, has aspects towards the future. And yes, there is much symbolism in it. There is, uh, there's a lot of graphic pictures and, and things that you can't take at face value, but you can find that face value at other parts of the Bible. And so I hope that makes sense. And that's where we're going to kind of get into. Studying the book of Revelation means that you and I are going to have to pay close attention to the Old Testament background and the setting, especially when it comes to a lot of the prophecy uh, in the book. I've always said this, reading and studying, because I love eschatology, one of my passions, the study of the last things, the end times, if you will. Reading the book of Revelation, studying the end times, friends, it always calls for great humility, Nobody has all the answers. We're not given that. There are different views that I will party with great scholars, theologians, church fathers in history, Christians, heroes of mine that differ on some aspects of this book. I will party with them for all of eternity in heaven. There are not many hills I am willing to die on, and that is not the case for every church or every pastor. But for me, that's kind of how it is, and I'll call that out as we go along. It calls for humility. It calls for a willing heart from you. And it does that because it offers a blessing unlike any other portion of Scripture. We'll get into that. And this alone should make you want to dive in. Yeah, I know, Kyle. That's why I'm here. So shut up and get on with it. Lastly, again, I will reiterate that... Do you like how I talk sometimes like I'm in your head? Lastly, I don't have all the answers. Now, listen carefully. If anyone, no matter where, I can just pop in and say something completely different, tells you that they do have all the answers, they are either lying or they are delusional. I will be inserting a few podcasts throughout this series at some point uh, along the way with different offshoots that we kind of have to get into. One is going to focus on the rapture. One is going to focus on the end times wars. So that does have a little obviously to do with today, I believe, um, that is in our near future here. And, And one podcast will focus on the millennial reign. I want you to know as we get started. This won't be scary. This won't be above your head. 
This won't be confusing. I hope that makes you feel good. I won't let that happen because you deserve this. You deserve the blessing of the book of Revelation. I want you to hold on to your hats. I want you to buckle up as we get digging into the book of Revelation.